This is the Love and Sex Unfiltered Podcast. Hosted by licensed marriage and family therapist and certified Gottman Method couples therapist, Sonia Jensen. Let's dive into the unfiltered side of what it takes to create communication, intimacy, and chemistry, not just in relationships with a partner, but the relationship you have with you. Here's your host, Sonia Jensen. Welcome to the Love and Sex Unfiltered podcast with your host, Sonia Jensen, and my bestie, Ophelia Kinsley. We are going to be spending this podcast to talk about the second layer of the sound relationship house from the Gottman Method, and that is called building fondness and admiration. So I need to tell you about a little meltdown that I had. Ophelia was present. How ugly was it? On a scale of one to 10, I only think it was a five. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I had a real good ugly cry. Okay. So I'm going to set the stage for you. So my husband is a full-time nursing student and I work full-time. I'm writing a book right now, which you'll hear about way down the road, but you didn't hear that from me. And then we're also putting together this podcast. So listen, we live very busy lives and we have two kiddos. And so we, we have to really be intentional about our time. But I scheduled this beach vacation for the Kinnersleys and us. And, and we were out at the beach and my husband like loves the beach. He grew up by the beach. I met him when he was like literally living in his VW, his 1979 VW bus on the beach in San Diego. He like spray painted it with like rainbows and stuff. Anyways, long story, that's adorable. long story short. So that's how he came to pick me up for our first date. So anyways, so he was living his best life on the beach and I'm exhausted, but like, man, I really want to rally and have a good time with the kids. So I'm spending a lot of time with the kids, we're spending a lot of time with the Kinnersleys. We're having a really great time. But I think we got to the the last night and uh, my daughter got stung by a jellyfish and I literally sat on the patio and got shit on by a bird. And like, <laughs> I was sitting out, I was sitting out there already. <laughs> <laughs> or, you were already mad. <laughs> I was already mad because, well, my daughter got stung by a jellyfish. Like, I go and take care of her. Like, I'm literally, like, running with her in my arms up to our, back to our beach house. And my husband, like, he came to check on her, but he went back down to the beach to hang out. And I was like, he didn't come back for, like, hours. So I'm sitting out, like, salty as fuck. Okay. <laughs> I was super salty. And then a bird shits on me. And I, I just had enough. And so I decided that I'm going to throw a temper tantrum and I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to run. And no <laughs> shoes on. With no shoes on. And I'm going to run away. But nobody can find me. I don't want anybody to find me because I'm like, if they, they'll see me walking on the beach. So like, I was like, I'm going to hide under this house with stilts and like have my moment. So of course, Ophelia found me um, anyways, but I digress. So I had a good, ugly cry. And I realized I was being very temperamental and hormonal, but I promise I'll connect this to building fondness and admiration. And anyways, I got over it. I went upstairs and I got, I told my husband what I, what I really needed, what I knew he was trying to do. Um, and we were able to make a repair. But anyways, let me connect this to building fondness and admiration for you. Whatever we look for, we'll find. And we all tell ourselves stories about our partner, stories of, is what's important to me important to my partner? Um, Does my partner truly know me? Do they care? And if those stories are negative, I'm going to hyper-focus on confirming those stories. And so building fondness and admiration is all about reassigning what we focus on, all that our partner is, all that they are trying to do, as opposed to only emphasizing where they let us down, 
because I don't know about you. Like when somebody tells me something that I've done wrong, like that's all I focus on. And my motivation, like just, and my confidence tanks. And so in the Gottman method, as a Gottman certified therapist, I usually try to tell couples, like we have to reevaluate the negative narratives. We have to give them flexibility and we have to look for the good things that our partner does. We can still be hurt. We can still have all of our feelings and all of our needs. But when I was having my massive pity party, all that was running through my mind was, well, maybe one day I'll become a widow and I don't have to worry about, (laughs) I don't have to worry about, you know, having needs and my partner doesn't care about me and he's just so busy and we have another year of this nursing school shit that we're going to have to go through. And I'm just going to have to be kind of like this single mom with no expectations and he doesn't care and blah, 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 blah. And the list goes on. And so when Ophelia came to talk to me, I had to really think to it, he is a good dad. He does care about us. He does want to know what my needs are. And when I communicate them, he will respond. So I had to go upstairs and I had to tell him, I've been feeling really lonely. I've been feeling really uncared for. I was hoping that you would magically know my needs and read my mind and come upstairs and take care of everything for me. And that wasn't fair. But I do know that I need more help with the kids on this vacation. And I do know that, like, instead of you going off by yourself, I need you to be with us and, like, spending time with me this evening. And he told me, he's like, I'm so glad that you told me because I had no idea. And, of course, if you have a need, I'm going to come up and meet it. But I never would have gotten there if I didn't know that, the like, the spiral I was taking myself down was a negative one. So I'm like all of you, like I have my feelings. I get real, I get real salty when I want to, right? Even though I know better. So building fondness and admiration, what I tell couples to do is think of every day, three adjectives that described your partner that day. Helpful, a great parent, playful, loving, kind, and tell them how you saw them embodying that. I really appreciated how thoughtful you were for taking the trash out when you left for work this morning. I really thought you were a great parent when Susie was crying and, and you came and sat next to her and just snuggled her on the couch. Like, I really appreciate when you're giving me direct eye contact when I'm sharing about my day. Like, you get to teach your partner about your needs through your appreciations. So I can say, like, I know how busy you are. But I appreciate the most when like you slow down and you pour a glass of wine for us and you come over and you sit on the couch. Maybe you haven't done that in a while, but I'm teaching you out of my appreciation instead of saying you never want to spend time with me. I'm teaching you out of my appreciations what my needs are. And I don't know about you, but when I feel appreciated and I feel seen, I want to do more of that. So I was able to make that repair, but I also know for a lot of couples, that's not easy. So um, I'm not saying that doing the three adjectives every day is going to turn anything around significantly, but actually the research showcases to us that if as therapists, we don't turn around the fondness and admiration system in the first early parts of counseling, the likelihood of couples making it through couples counseling is low. Wow. That is the main indicator of if I can get you through couples counseling. So I cannot change a fixed narrative. It will come up in all of your conflict. So if I never get you to see the good things about your partner, you never will. 
your brain is meant, it, it has a confirmation bias. Your brain is more wired and geared and designed for looking for danger and threat than it is for positivity and happiness. I didn't know that. So two thirds of the cells of your amygdala, which the amygdala is the part of your brain that searches for danger, is meant to look for danger. So you are not going to necessarily pick up all the positive things. You are going to more so look for how do I have to self-protect? And that shows up in your relationship. So being intentional and thoughtful and looking for, knowing you have to look for and you have to share those things with your partner is going to make a world of difference for you when it comes to conflict. What about you, Ophelia? You've been married as long as I have, although Ophelia's been married three months less. So I always like to tell her that I've been married longer than her. <laughs> I've known my husband longer than you've known your husband. That though. may be true, but I've still been married longer than you. It's a competition. It's not because I'm always winning. So <laughs> I, almost, I wish you could see us. We're sitting in my closet drinking wine. Figuratively <laughs> sitting in the closet. So I don't know. No, I'm we're just... literally sitting in a closet. I thought figuratively. We're not going to go there with language arts. I've already graduated. I have two college degrees. I'm fine. Okay, so, so tell, us, tell us all about Neil. My husband. So it's a little bit different because not only do we have an age gap of nine years, mm. we have a huge cultural gap because my husband is from the United Kingdom. And so they are a different... They're very different in do how your, they... Do your accent. No. <laughs> <laughs> Woman! <laughs> so so he is not as emotional yeah. as I am. And so I always thought, like, I'm being so vulnerable and out there and spreading all my emotions. And you're just like, well, yes. Oh, that's very nice. And I'm like, cry! <laughs> My husband's like, I, I don't really cry. I'm British. So <laughs> so I had to learn that my vulnerability is not like a, I'm not a bleeding heart for him. Yeah. And so I had to learn that he does appreciate me being vulnerable because in his own very British way, that makes him vulnerable mm -hmm. and that I'm it's reciprocated in him because I used to think it wasn't but he's like no I do love you and I do love all of your emotions but don't expect me to have all of them at once like you do yeah so I have them my way that doesn't make it wrong and you have them your way and it doesn't make yours right so it's like we have to find a balance and so I, I have to ask him like are you having a good time are you enjoying this? Does this make you happy? And some people think like, well, why are you asking him that? Because that's how he yeah. tells me. I yeah. can't just assume that he is. I want to really know if he is because when he's happy, I'm happy and vice versa. So right. we want to make each other happy. And, and we can get the wrong read. Yes. So. We are not infallible, right? So. Please I, say that really loud we, and slowly. We are not infallible. Oh, I force myself, like my my husband and I have our routines. Like he makes breakfast. I make coffee every morning and he makes breakfast. And we can take those little things for granted. But like every time he makes a meal, I say, babe, this is so good. Thank you. Like, thank you for taking the dogs out. Hey, that was really thoughtful of you for coordinating that. Like I force myself to go out of my way to notice the little things and to say it, not just be like, well, that's just what you have to do. And I do what I have to do. We work better together as a team when we notice how each person is picking up things in the household. I think too, that we sometimes as women have that expectation 
that it needs to be done and it's a thankless job and that needs to that's got to stop that needs to go away because who doesn't want an appreciation and an admiration for the smallest thing in life because your life is so precious it's not right guaranteed every day so that extra thank you or that I appreciate you motivates you continuously because we don't get appreciated by our kids I don't know about your kids but I mean it's not like they come down and they're like thanks for cleaning my room mom thanks for paying the bills right thanks for making sure I have food to eat they don't do that and so parenting is a thankless job right but marriage doesn't have to be a thankless thing and I think our kids are watching us so like when my kids see me complimenting their dad it also makes them feel safe Mm-hmm. because they're not hearing just bickering and arguing. They're seeing good stuff. And life is not all rainbows and fairy tales. Like, they're, they're, we're going to mess up. Our partners are going to mess up. We're going to hurt each other. But for the most part, in my office, and I work with high-conflict couples, like, the partner just wants to know, what do you need? Tell me what it is that you need me to do, that you need me to change. And like, I truly do want to work on it. That's not the case for everybody, but for the vast majority of people, it's just tell me what to do. Don't tell me what not to do. Tell me what you need. But there's such a vulnerability that comes from that, from that, that you have to be able to say, I need this. Right. So you have to know what your needs are. Yeah. And you have to be willing to express what your needs oh, 100%. are. Oh, 100%. And we can, we're all working out our childhood stuff on our romantic partners. So say we grew up in families where, like, love was really performance-based. We will go over the top doing all these crazy things. And then our partner's like, huh, you know, whatever. And they don't know that, like, we think their love is based on that. And then you get mad at them. And then you get mad at them, right? Or, like, you had, like... It was every man for himself, right? So, like, I don't think about getting you a glass of water when I get a glass of water. You do it yourself, right? And your partner's like, what the heck, right? Like, so I think everybody needs a therapist. I think we all need to figure out, even if you had the most idyllic family, you learned about life and relationships from those people. And whatever it is you didn't get or what you think you should get comes from that. And you need to know what that is. Mm -hmm. And you need to know that you might be more geared towards negativity. You might have a lot of needs in this relationship that you didn't know that you were going to have. And your partner has no idea that they're missing the mark. They just get all your whining and complaining, but they have no idea how to connect with you. And there is even a lot of people, too, where they want that closeness, but that closeness is also feared. So they put off a lot of mixed signals. Like, I'll yell at you and say, why don't you ever touch me? Well, I don't want to touch you when you're yelling at me, right? You don't? You don't? uh, You you know, so you have to work out your own stuff, too, when it comes to fondness and admiration. And what's your relationship like with yourself? If you're really judgy of your partner, my guess is, is that you're speaking pretty negatively to yourself too. And so you need to work on your inner critic that's talking a lot of smack and start changing your mindset. Not only like are these tools just for relationships, but like you have a relationship with yourself. And so everything that I'm teaching you about how to have a relationship with another person goes into is still relevant for the relationship that you have with yourself. So the words of affirmation that you're giving your partner need to be the same words of affirmation that you give yourself. Absolutely. 
And so I know that you love to put goals out there visually and to write them down. Do you think that you need to have a goal for your relationship as well to try to move forward and like positivity and embracing and love mapping? You need to make goals for things like that. You know what I absolutely love? What? I'm going to tell you. Yes. Okay. So I love and I do this often in sessions with couples and it can be really challenging. So don't get too hard on yourself if it's, if it's difficult. And maybe we'll we'll put something together and post it on Instagram of what it might look like. But put together a list of 10 affirmations about your relationship and come up with those together and frame it. Like we, this is a household that loves and cherishes each other. We think highly of one another and we share that openly with each other. If my partner has a need, I want to meet it. My partner... And I truly care about each other and want what's best for each other. And that way, when you are feeling a little sullen, you can go back and read that together. I already have that in my house. You can take a picture of it. Do you? I okay. walk past it every day. You come in my door. I, so. I love it. Yeah. No, I think it's really fun to sit down and be intentional. What do you want to believe about this relationship and your partner? And make it something that you do together. If that's too much for you, like uh, sometimes when I'm, I love journaling and I love writing. When I'm feeling really sad, like I'll sit down and journal like all the things that I know my partner does do well. Well, I will also acknowledge my sad feelings too. You can't, there's such a thing as toxic positivity. You can't always be happy about everything. Like sometimes you're just going to feel like absolute garbage. A dumpster fire sometimes is what I feel like. But, you know, you're allowed to have those negative feelings, but every negative feeling has a positive need attached to it. So think about the fact that your partner does truly want to know you. And if he doesn't, like if you're trying all these things, he doesn't, you guys need some marriage counseling because I, I don't put anybody through abusive relationships. If you're constantly putting needs out there and your partner is highly unwilling and calls you the problem, there's other bigger issues you guys need to address in your relationships. But overall, focus on the positive things. Go out of your way to verbalize these things. Create a culture in your relationship where you verbalize the things that each of you does. And these things are not taking away from you right. as your individuality, as a male or female or other person in this relationship, but you are feeding positivity mm -hmm. in, in order to get positivity out. Oh, right. And one big thing for women is we usually get pissed off at our partners because they can relax and we never do. So we will punish them and be angry really because we're jealous, right? I like, didn't mean to do it, Sonia. Don't <laughs> right me out. Like my husband can take a nap and like literally filter through anything. He can sit and relax in the messiest house. My husband was watching the cricket and I was cursing him <laughs> up and down the <laughs> right. stairs. But I... Just told him, I need you to get up and help me. Right, so. right. What it is is like, I can't sit down and rest until this house is clean. How dare you sit down and rest before this house is clean, right? And so it's like, if I won't allow myself to do something, I sure as hell won't allow my partner to do it, right? Like, not. my partner's like, I'm going to go on the golf field for three hours. And I'm like, then why are you leaving me here with these kids? Well, are you planning yourself a girl's night out? Are you planning your spa day? Are you getting out like you need to instead of just being resentful? So again, like this is all about your relationship with yourself and what you'll allow yourself to have. The judgments you make about your partner speak volumes about how you judge yourself and think about what you feel and what you need and communicate it from what you do want instead of what you don't want 
provide some flexibility to your narratives, build a culture and environment in your relationship where you notice and you call out and you verbalize all the things that you see each other doing all day, every day. I love that. And thank you so much for listening. There you have it. If this episode hit home for you, take a second to share it with a friend, screenshot it and share it on Instagram or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn more tips and stay connected with Sonia, follow her on Instagram at the Sonia Jensen. And if you want to find more information, you can check out her website at www.sonyajensen.com. Until next time, remember, stay real, stay unfiltered, and dig deep.